Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. My name is Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss, and we have a really interesting guest joining us today from the Microsoft Corporation. Diego Tamburini is the principal industry lead for manufacturing in the cloud division at Microsoft Corporation. We've heard a lot of talk about the cloud. We've talked a lot about the cloud, but we really haven't talked a lot about manufacturers using the cloud, which is what we're going to discuss today. Diego, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Tim and Lou. And thank you, Diego, as well. So tell us, is Microsoft a big company? Should we all know what you folks do? So why don't you just give us an intro to your particular uh, division and group so our audience has an idea as to where you're coming from. Yeah, of course. So uh, I work for the the Azure engineering team. So that's the team that develops our uh, cloud platform. And... uh, I joined uh, uh, Microsoft a few months ago, uh, rejoined actually, to be part of this uh, new team within the the Azure engineering team that focuses on on industry. So in my case, uh, manufacturing. The idea is that we we engage with industry and uh, we understand industry, we gain insights from our interactions with industry to feedback to the product team to make sure that we build a a cloud platform that is the best cloud platform for the industry. So, and at the same time, uh, in our interactions with the industry, uh, we we participate, we engage, and we do things like like this podcast to to raise awareness of what we're doing, to raise awareness of the services uh, that uh, our cloud offers for manufacturing, etc. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show because our audience will not hear any of this kind of information on uh, mainstream radio or television. So we're glad to have you here uh, and to talk about uh, how the cloud is going to aid manufacturing. Because manufacturing is a third of our economy, and we want you to explain that so everyone understands that. So, Diego, you got the floor. What I'll try to, to explain is why, why should manufacturing companies uh, uh, care about the cloud and, and what does it mean uh, uh, to, to quote-unquote, be in the cloud? So, so generally speaking, uh, manufacturing companies should care about the cloud because it, it's a much better option to, than on-premise implementations to, to host the software to do things that are important in manufacturing. So let me start first with the with the reasons that are common to to any company, not not just manufacturers. So, for starters, the the uh, and I, I should probably uh, uh, just start by saying what is the cloud, right? Uh, some some of your listeners may not may have heard about it, but but uh, uh, may not know exactly. Uh, the cloud is is just a, a, a data center in uh, uh, in the vendors. Uh, uh, Buildings, basically. So, so Microsoft, for example, has 42 data centers all over the world that 
they are not very exciting. They are just buildings with a bunch of machines inside and uh, air conditioned and a lot of security. So that's, that's basically the cloud. So imagine a data center that instead of being in, in your company is hosted by, by a company like Microsoft. So, so for starters, the cloud allows companies to basically outsource the, the plumbing aspects of, of IT operations. So cloud vendors can take care of the, the availability of the hardware, of uh, the, uh, making sure that they are powered, uh, that the software is running, that there is security, physical security and cyber security, replacing broken hardware, etc. The stuff that, that usually IT departments in companies do. So that's one. The next, the, the cloud allows companies to, to scale up and down uh, as they need it. So, so they pay for the software only when they use it. So instead of buying hardware and software based on their peak usage utilization and having it unused most of the time, they can add and remove machines as needed. So that's, those are kind of the, the, two, the two reasons that uh, a com the kind of the cloud, the value of the cloud for a company. Now for manufacturing specifically, the cloud is a much better model to, to do the, the distributed computing type of things that, that are common in, in manufacturing scenarios. So for example, uh, IoT, the Internet of Things, it will be very difficult uh, to do IoT without the cloud because you are dealing with potentially thousands of devices located all over the world, streaming huge amounts of data that needs to be stored, processed, and, and reasoned over. And uh, all the while, you need to ensure security, availability, reliability, etc. So you could conceivably do that without the cloud in your own servers, in your, in your own premises, but it will be extremely difficult to do it right. So, so that's kind of a, a specific value for the cloud, for manufacturing. Now, there are, there are also specific, other than just the hosting the machine, and, uh, like an IT outsource IoT uh, IT department, the cloud uh, provides some software services for those who are developing software applications that are very interesting for manufacturing. So I mentioned uh, IoT. So for example, uh, uh, in Azure there is something called the IoT Hub, which basically makes it very easy to develop applications that uh, connect to IoT devices uh, uh, and scale to millions of devices easily. There is uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning, which is a major area of investment for cloud vendors. Uh, uh, for example, at Microsoft, we have a huge team called the AI and Research Group that focuses exclusively on AI. So, so, so uh, for example, a lot of people are using those services to develop uh, uh, applications such as like predictive maintenance or, or uh, anomaly detection, etc. So, so those are. Uh, those are kind of a specific services. There is also uh, things like uh, uh, stream analytics that, that allows you to process real-time data, uh, messages coming in, and, and output results to a data store. So this is typical, uh, typical scenario in, of uh, historians in, in manufacturing, for example. And, and I could go on and on about the specific services, but those are top of the mind, uh, machine learning, IoT, stream analytics, uh, the things that are provided in the platform for people who need to develop applications on top of it. 
Diego, I, I have a question for you based on something that you had spoken about, um, especially in view of the the world the way it is right now. And obviously, one of the top topics is how the uh, Russians uh, may have hacked into uh, our uh, political system. Um, is having the Microsoft Cloud? As you said, that it can't be hacked, and there's uh, heavy security. There's 42 different centers around the world. Uh, how do you protect all that? And how do, how do yeah. we? Uh, you know, why why is our government not uh, involved in this so that we can you know make sure that the 2018 November elections won't be hacked? Because it sounds like to me they've already accepted the fact that it's being hacked right now. So give me a little insight into that. <laughs> yes. So so security concerns are a hundred percent valid. So your applications and and your data are on the cloud, and the cloud is connected to the internet. So bad things can happen and will happen. So so dismissing these concerns outright is is foolish and and is arrogant. So ultimately. Uh, what it boils down to uh, when it comes to security is assessing uh, risk versus cost. So how much will it cost you to reduce the risk to a level with which you feel comfortable? That's basically, it's not about eliminating the risk, it's about reducing it to a level that you are comfortable and how much that's gonna cost you. Now, for some companies or, or organizations particularly the ones dealing with, with highly sensitive information where lives are at stake, or in the case that you cite, uh, uh, the democracy of a whole country is at stake, the risk may simply not be acceptable to be in the cloud. Now, in most cases, large majority of the cases, the cloud is actually a more economical solution than trying to secure your applications and, and data yourself. And keep in mind that Cloud vendors like Microsoft are, are highly incentivized to, to ensure security. And our reputations are at stake. We, we, can, we can lose a lot of business if we're the center of an embarrassing breach. So we have a lot of resources and investments around security, uh, cyber security, like I say, physical security. We have buildings of PhDs that know about security and are, are putting that into the platform. So the, the example, uh, a recent example that I like to give is that there, there was a, in January, there was a, a vulnerability that was actually hardware-based, was in the, in the chips. You may remember uh, Spectre and, and Meltdown. So, so that was a very big deal uh, because it was at the hardware level, unlike most of the security breaches that are in software. Uh, Azure, uh, our cloud platform, was updated to, to address uh, this uh, uh, within hours. So, so some customers require a, a reboot of their virtual machines for the security update to take effect. But during that update, we maintain our SLA commitments, and, and the majority of our customers did not, did not even see a, a noticeable performance impact with the, with the update. So those not in the cloud had to deal with this issue themselves and, and it took them weeks to, to get back up. So, so th there are also other options like, like the hybrid cloud. Uh, 
uh, in a hybrid cloud deployment, you have kind of a, a combination of a private cloud and a, and a public cloud, and you keep your sensitive information in premises, not connected to the internet, and the stuff that you are more comfortable putting in on a, a public cloud, you, you put it on the public cloud, and then you synchronize things. But, uh, uh, but yes, uh, uh, the, nobody can ever claim that, that uh, their, their data center or their applications are 100% are unbreachable. Uh, it's a matter of uh, uh, risk versus cost at the end of the day. Well, I'm glad you explained that part because uh, my uh, knowledge base, which is uh, probably as good or as bad as the general public, uh, when I heard about cloud, I thought that this was the cure, that this was the answer, this was the safeguard. So now you're telling me that what it really is is a cost reduction in terms of uh, doing it myself or and paying a lot more money rather than going on the cloud. Right. Let me, right. Let, let me ask you a question regarding this. Uh, I'm, I'm a newbie. Uh, I'm, I'm a manufacturing company. I've got uh, 40 people working for me, and uh, I, I heard about the uh, the cloud. I heard the the show on Manufacturing Talk Radio about the cloud, and I don't have a cloud, so I want to get involved. How would I do that? And, I, and I'm sure yeah. many of our our uh, audience are, are probably asking that same question. How do I get involved? Who do I call? Microsoft yes. Cloud or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yes. There, there are. It, the answer is it depends on 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 your scenario. And and I'll I'll uh, I'll lay out the the three main scenarios uh, under which somebody quote unquote go to the cloud, right? So there is the for most people, uh, uh, honestly, the their their interaction to the cloud is is through some software vendor that provides a, a cloud-based solution. So for example, uh, th that's what we call the software as a service model. So for example, right. a, PLM, a PLM vendor or, or a CAD vendor, or, or more, we're more familiar with, with uh, customer relationship management vendors, CRM, or uh, you name it, uh, uh, human resources now and, and financials. But, but increasingly, manufacturing vendors, they are developing applications on top of somebody's cloud, a Microsoft Cloud or, or, or Amazon uh, or you name it. So understood. They, so, so in that case, the, the manufacturer will, will subscribe to an application and, and use it. And that's, that's the extent to which they, they interact with the cloud. So they have to in, they you, have to interact, you have to interact with a provider who has cloud service through an organization like Microsoft. Correct, correct. And, and uh, most often than not, the, the end user is not even aware uh, which cloud the, the, their vendor is using. It's completely transparent to them. So the only thing they do right. is they subscribe and they use the application. Now, that's, that's I would say, the majority of the, the manufacturers, that's, that's what they they, they they use when it comes to the cloud because because again they they can subscribe to uh, and ramp up and down depending on on the users or if they have a big project or 
whatever they can they can pay for what they really use as opposed to just I mean that before the cloud the scenario was they will have to buy the machines buy uh, uh, hire someone who who had IT experience to 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 manage the machines and then probably buy five perpetual licenses from a vendor and probably at any given time they were using only two or three but they were paying for five or ten machines uh, with with software as a service that problem is gone uh, you don't need to worry about the machines you just subscribe to the application and uh, if you have a big project or, or, a, or a big peak you subscribe to more and then you you unsubscribe so that uh, and the sure. other the other interesting thing about SaaS applications is that the cost of running the software and can be considered as OPEX instead of CAPEX so so this may have some beneficial tax implications but also for example our contractor can charge the client for the use of the software for the specific project, making it more uh, economical for both. So that's SaaS. The, 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 the other uh, probably next common scenario for, for a manufacturing, particularly small and medium manufacturers, is where they use infrastructure as a service. So basically, that was what, what I was referring to earlier about um, uh, outsourcing their IT department. So this is basically how the cloud got started. The cloud vendors have these huge data centers and you can run your software there and access it over the internet. So, so instead of actually owning the machine, you, you get virtual machines. It's like renting a machine for, a, for as long as you need it. And the cloud vendor takes care of the infrastructure, uh, uh, the, the building, et cetera. So, so that's the other stream where, where you actually use it as a, a renting the machine. And then for some manufacturers, uh, and, and this is not necessarily big or small, but the, the ones who have uh, software development skills or the ones that have uh, uh, scenarios that are unique, so unique that there is not software for them out there, they may also uh, uh, develop software solutions on the cloud. So, but that, that's more about people actually writing code and, and, and developing software applications. So those are the three scenarios, the software as a service, infrastructure as a service, and the, the last one that I described is, is called platform as a service or PaaS. So all in all, there's a, uh, I would think is significant, and I don't know if I would uh, nail you down to give me a percentage of what the cost reduction would be from a, a cloud environment to a uh, private server uh, environment, but I would think that it would be rather significant. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the the specific percentage depends on many factors, but the 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 key is that the key is that you are paying for what you use, so you don't have to invest to take care of your your maximum utilization or your or your peaks. You pay for what you use, mm -hmm. so it's much more efficient. And, and you don't have to, to deal with the, uh, the, the, the infrastructure costs. So, so generally speaking, it's a much better value proposition. And, and there are many other advantages, like, for example, if, if, you, if, you, have a, if you are subscribing to a, a SaaS, a software as a service provider, you get updates all the time. You are always on the latest update, updates, and, and the, uh, it's much more cost efficient. 
There's another uh, scenario that I ran across. One of uh, my clients from All Metals and Forge Group um, has, uh, they, they went on the cloud and they put in a, uh, a program where they can have lights out manufacturing, lights out production, where, you know, they, they, their second shift would be basically the, the machining uh, environment and uh, uh, the software, uh, uh, production software, as well as cloud uh, involvement, where they were able to run eight, ten hours of production at night with no people, no lights, and pick up their production by double at significantly less cost because you don't have all of the worker uh, overtime and the worker uh, compensation to deal with. So this was uh, in another environment, you know, that we heard about as a result of this uh, the cloud environment where this whole production second shift was able to run uh, and not be concerned about computers going down and so on. So right, right, yeah, that that's a, that, that's very interesting. That's the the what they call the lights out production. Uh, and I mean, obviously, you you can do this without the cloud. Um, uh, uh, but again, it will be very difficult for what you mentioned. The, just the, the the overhead and the resources that keeping machines, just keeping machines up and running 24/7, is a is a big consideration. Uh, it's difficult to do. Machines break down. Hard disks break down. Networks go down, uh, and just the, the plumbing, the infrastructure of keeping a bunch of machines running, is a major undertaking. So, so, so yes, to your point, uh, uh, you pay for somebody else to, to to worry about that stuff, right? So you can focus on what you do, <laughs> you what right. you do better. Uh, so, so, like I said, I mean, the, this type of automation, you don't need the cloud to do automation. But it's much easier to do it, uh, particularly if it's a if a distributed uh, uh, environment and and uh, and you have uh, machines and data and uh, coming all over the world and and you need uh, availability and you need the scale. Uh, those are things that are very difficult to 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 implement on your own. It took it took it took cloud vendors years and years to get it right. With many, many engineers and IT people to do it. Right, right, and, and, and the, the 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 topic that is always mentioned when it comes to to using the cloud is that you're taking advantage. The customers are taking advantage of economies of scale, right? Uh, and that refers to 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 having all these machines and all these data centers and all these resources dedicated. To, to keep in the, uh, the, the hardware and the software up and running. So, so basically the economies of scale that come with the cloud, which is one of the major value propositions of the cloud for, for any company, not just manufacturers. Diego, I want to chat with you a bit about the adoption rate in manufacturing. Obviously for the large OEMs that have their multinationals, they have multiple locations, they want to pull data together. They've got a choice of going across a VPN or the cloud. That the cloud makes sense for them. The right. smaller 
those operations become, the fewer locations, the greater the resistance, I think, unless you tell me otherwise, that manufacturers see a reason to go on the cloud as opposed to running a small farm of servers in their own shop or, or a server in their shop. Uh, is that going to be overcome in the near future because the cloud is so much easier to operate on and so much more secure? I think what I would say is that the manufacturing companies, they're all embracing the cloud, uh, uh, but depending on who they are for, for different reasons. So, so I mean, they, m most manufacturing companies, big or small, they, they are already uh, in the cloud in a sense, uh, like I mentioned, CRM applications or human resources or, or even uh, productivity applications like, like Office, right? I mean, uh, most people have, have moved from, from on-premise uh, uh, Office, your, your Outlook and Word and PowerPoint, to cloud-based, uh, so the, sometimes even without the users knowing it, their companies are already using software that is in the cloud. Now, to your point of a, a company that is big and, and mo a multinational, uh, uh, th those the, the way the reasons they go to the cloud are different. The reasons they go to the cloud is because they they have uh, multiple locations and and they need. They need their applications uh, close to their users, so 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 they are fast and performant. So, uh, what I'm trying to say is that that for different reasons, uh, small or 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 big or high volume or high mix, they all have different reasons to go to the cloud. But they are all going to the cloud, and uh, the the main uh, the main point of entry for most man manufacturing for most companies to the cloud is through software as a service applications uh, uh, delivered by, by third parties, right? Yes, you're certainly correct that when you look at, for instance, the Microsoft Office suite where you've got Word, Excel, PowerPoint, uh, it does make sense for companies to go to the cloud because they're sitting on the most uh, current version of that software. Um, right, and it's right. not a it's not a major investment for a user to do it. Um, but when you start talking to manufacturers about their CRM systems, their ERP systems, legacy software systems, uh, you know everybody I, not everybody the smaller they are, the more uncomfortable they are. And how are we going to get that to operate in the cloud? Is it going to be reliable? Is it going to be secure? Um, I think there's more trepidation than there is actual uh, fact that they will fail. But what's your experience right. in the small and mid-sized markets in terms of adoption of the cloud? Like I said, uh, the, the, smaller, the smaller companies, and particularly the ones with less IT resources, they are welcoming the, the cloud, particularly from, from software vendors. So, so for example, uh, uh, the example of a ERP system for for a small company to to host their own ERP system is very very hard uh, because they have to provision the machines they have to configure the databases they they have to do a lot of stuff that that they either have to hire a system integrator to do it for them 
or they have to hire someone who can do that and then maintain it and all that. So the options, the, the options that they have is, is do, we, do we continue to do that in the cloud by, by going with the infrastructure as a service? We just get a, a virtual machine from Microsoft and we install our ERP system and all that stuff. That's one option. The other option that, that is much more attractive is that the, they, they favor vendors who are in the cloud already. So, I mean, you've seen all the ERP vendors are in one way or another offering uh, their software as a service version in the cloud. Uh, SAP is doing it, NetSuite has done it from the beginning, uh, Dynamics uh, uh, is doing it. They're all going to the cloud precisely uh, because there is this race to, 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 to be uh, in the cloud as a software vendor, to have, a, to have your software being offered in the cloud. So, so the, the trepidation about a company having to, to deal with the cloud uh, is if they, are already, if they already have an IT department that is maintaining these applications in their own data centers, it's a, it, it is different. I'm not going to say that it's uh, just the same and, and there is no learning curve, but it's much more attractive than having to do it yourself. So it takes a, a mind shift, uh, granted, but, but it's a much better proposition whether you are hosting your applications yourself or you are um, uh, subscribing to, to, say, an ERP in the cloud. And if I'm an IT guy these days working for uh, a company that is yeah. considering the cloud or I'm, I manage an IT group of you know, 15 people because I've got 25 servers, uh, should I be worried about my job? So uh, I say in, in short, uh, uh, no, if you, if you change your mindset. <laughs> if, if you're going to dig in your heels and say, uh, we should have our own premises data center and we should manage everything. Uh, then your job is a, a, a jeopardy, I would say. Now, the, the IT people, particularly for those that are hosting their own software in, in, a, in, a, data, in, a, in a cloud, uh, they're still needed. Uh, uh, there's still need for people who uh, provision it, uh, uh, install it, configure it, monitor it. Uh, manage the users, uh, all that stuff, right? So it's just their their functions shift. Uh, 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 I would say if I were an IT professional, it's actually more exciting because it allows me to, to not worry about the hardware, and that's a big deal. Uh, that's probably the, the least appealing part of, of an IT professional's job, just, just dealing with machines that break down and and the, the temperature of the air condition in the data center, those are things that they don't need to worry about anymore. Yeah, I would agree, and I'm glad to hear you say that. The reason I ask the question is we hear so much as we talk about manufacturing that automation and technology is going to wipe out jobs. We think it's uh, far from reality. Uh, if that were true, then you know we would have a whole lot more unemployment because there right. be, you know millions of people unemployed across the country. It just isn't the case. You're right. They just do things differently. They have different job sets and different job skills. So 
I'm glad to hear you say yeah. that. Diego, we appreciate you coming on Manufacturing Talk Radio. Anything else you want to sum up with before we wrap up this segment? No, it's been a pleasure. I've been always a big fan of the show, and it's a great honor to be on it. We're big fans of Microsoft Corporation, have been for years, and, of course, so many companies use their office suite of applications. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio, Diego. Thank you. Thank you, Diego. And we've been speaking with Diego Tamburini, who is the principal industry lead for manufacturing at the Microsoft Corporation Cloud Division. We'd like to uh, listen to this episode. Uh, stay tuned for more Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can find all of our episodes at mfgtalkradio.com. And now you can find our women and manufacturing episodes at womenandmfg.com. It has its own website. You can reach it from mfgtalkradio.com or you can go direct to womenandmfg.com to listen to that uh, series of podcasts. We have a lot of recordings taking place, so there's a lot of new material coming up there as well. Stay tuned for more with Manufacturing Talk Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.